You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode 11 of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds. I am delighted to be joined on the line by Tom Hiscott, the author of the Western League Bulletin. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yeah, not doing too bad. A little bit of a cold, but nothing, nothing, to, nothing to hold me back. So, yeah, doing, doing pretty well. How about yourself? Well, I'm all right. It was a busy old weekend of football, wasn't it? I mean, we'll talk what? a bit about the ground hop in a, um, in a minute. I would have liked to have got out and, um, and, uh, and, and taken in a game because I feel really it's the least I can do, given, given, given the podcast we put together every week. But unfortunately, I, negotiations, I, I, I wouldn't be very good at negotiating Brexit, because I, I, I failed spectacularly to negotiate a weekend pass with my wife on the grounds that it was her birthday. Now, of course, technically speaking, it can't be a birthday three days in a row. I mean, the Queen famously has two birthdays in a year, but they're not on consecutive days. Um, but um, yeah, anyway, she she I, I, it, it still it failed it failed miserably. Um, but never mind. We did have a very nice time. It was a very nice family occasion. But unfortunately, I, I did I did miss. Um, I mean, there was a fa- there was a bit of rain around on Saturday, wasn't there? It would be fair to say. So well, yeah, yeah. I think the groundhoppers may have got a little bit wet. But anyway, uh, w- w- without my help, then we saw some very very healthy attendances um, across all of our groundhop games. We will come to that shortly. On this week's podcast, we look back at the key results from the last week, including many of the matches covered by the Groundhop. Our manager interviews are with the inimitable Clive Jones, manager of Wellington, of course, and a new name to the podcast, Justin Flowers, who became manager of Corsham Town at the start of this season. But we will start by looking back on our week in the Toolstation Western League with a a Les Phillips Cup preliminary round match, which could have been a final. Uh, Bitten hosted Plymouth Parkway and to the visitors, the spoils. Yeah, indeed. So the final preliminary round match, so the eighth, uh, I think there were seven of them last week. Uh, and the last one certainly, uh, yeah, threw up an interesting result. Bitten going down 2 0 at home to, to Plymouth Parkway, and it was, uh, yeah, goals from Stuart Yetton uh, just before half time, and then Ben Joyce in the second half, uh, helping, uh, yeah, helping Plymouth Parkway to claim the 2 0 win and handing Bitten their first. Just defeat against uh, a tool side this season. Well, there were a couple of other matches on that Tuesday and indeed on Wednesday, but we'll, we'll turn our attention straight away to um, Friday, the fifth of October, when the groundhog began. It began at Brislington. Uh, the visitors were odd down, and two hundred and sixty-two took in this Friday night football. Yeah, indeed, and a great game to, to kick off the groundhog. A good win for Odd Down, their second away win uh, in the league uh, in four days. So, a good bit of run of form for them. And it was all about George Lloyd this one, uh, scoring a hat trick uh, for the visitors. Uh, he fired them ahead, uh, but then goals from Clark Taylor and Connor Biggins look to have uh, turned the game in, in Brislington's favour. Uh, but yeah, Lloyd, Lloyd stepped up. Two goals in the last 12 minutes, uh, completing his hat trick, as I say. And yeah, firing uh, Odd Down to a really impressive 3 2 win on Friday night. Well, there was a little bit of life outside of the groundhop, of course, and it was business as usual at Cadbury Heath, and with the rather modest crowd of uh, 41 um, for a three o'clock kickoff. The visitors were Wellington, but another five goals for us to talk about, Tom. Yeah, indeed. Uh, most of them coming to the away side. Uh, Wellington 3 0 up after just 12 minutes in this one, so uh, yeah, really firing out the blocks. Uh, and they made it four uh, with, uh, with Glenn Wright. Uh, Tom Hawkins, Joe Chamberlain and Conor Bryan all, all getting on the score sheet. So, yeah, 4-1 wins for Wellington away at Cabrini. Pretty impressive result for that. 
I'm delighted to welcome back to the Toolstation Westernly podcast, Clive Jones, the manager of Wellington. Clive, thank you very much for taking the time uh, to speak to me. Um, I, I couldn't help but notice on social media that, um, that uh, you, you achieved something of a milestone in recent weeks, and you've done it again. You had to wait 14 months for a win away from home, and then two came along at once. One of those things, you know, the order we seemed to work last season, we just could not win away on a Saturday. And then a what formation I played, it just never came together. And I just wanted to get rid of that record as quick as possible. And now we've done it twice in the space of three weeks. And maybe we can forget about it, relax and do it a bit more often. I mean, and Cadbury Heath um, is not a bad place to go and get a result because they're a difficult side to play against. Yeah, I've known Andy Black a long time. And to be fair to Andy, before the game, he told me he had a couple of players out or a few because of a wedding. Well, I can't look at that. So I just said to our lads, here's your chance to start on the front foot, put the new players under pressure. And I think we both agreed we won the game in the first 15 minutes. Yeah, I mean... We didn't have to settle. And once you're free to work, we weren't going to throw that away. I mean, that was a pretty awesome start. I mean, the funny thing about, yeah. for all of us who sort of enjoy non-league football, we can't help but yeah. keep one eye on the professional game. Um, you know, Manchester United managed to get out of jail at the weekend <laughs> after conceding two early goals. So, I mean, conceding early goals isn't necessarily always... Um, not Obviously, it's better better to do that than not, but you still have yeah. to see out the game, and you did that. Yeah, well, what we did, we, 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 we spoke about a half-time. You know, we're not used to being three up at half-time. And there's a, there's a bit of a slope that... Same as Wellington's, and I just changed the system. I just said this team are good enough to score three goals in this half. So I just shot up shot. In a way, I just put an extra midfielder in, made them work hard, and to a degree, I think they run out of ideas, and we ended up 4 1 winners. Uh, like I said, another day, a full strength Cadbury side could have come back and scored three goals like any team can. Uh, if we look back at the start of the season, you, yeah. you had a, yeah. you, it would be fair to say you had a difficult start. Um, to the season you know, everything I tried all the things that I planned in the summer most of it went wrong through injuries through people changing their mind about signing for Wellington I thought I was going to have an easy summer and I spent more time on the phone this summer than I ever have in football and it got to me in the end and then I wasn't ready let alone the players and we didn't do the club justice so hopefully now we're turning around and we're trying to put some smiles on the faces of the people of Wellington well, so what did you do in the month of September that did manage to um, to, to, to sort things out? Persevere. There is no point. I, I, I've, I've changed my ways in, manager, in managing. I watch other managers, I listen to them shout all game. And I don't think they realise they're getting nowhere. You know, I've just tried to sit back a bit, talk to the players, work harder in training, if I'm honest. I'm not one of the best trainers. I've got really good enthusiastic assistant now. Uh, and it's starting to pay off. We know we're not one of the big clubs. We know we have to play well to get anything. And at the moment, we're working hard, we're playing all right, and we're picking up points. Well, you're up to eight at the moment. I mean, have you yeah, got... we're all talking about that. <laughs> You've got a bit of a nosebleed. I mean, it... mind you, that... Nosebleed <laughs> <laughs> that, but still. <laughs> but, I mean, it must be, that must be a, 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 a nice reward for yourself and the players to have removed the pressure, because there is an element, there's always an element of scoreboard pressure, particularly in a competitive league like the Western League Premier Division. If you had spent a number of months at the bottom peering up, that would have got to your players, wouldn't it? Well, it, and it did last year. It took us a long time to get going last year, and I had to go out and get more players just to break it. Well, this year, the players have stuck with it, we found a formation that seems to suit all of us, 
there's no magic wand. It's just what it is. So, what targets did you set for the for the side this uh, this season? I won't tell you exactly what I've said, but I have told the players there is a target for them all to aim for. And like I say, we're, we're ahead of schedule at the moment, so I hope I can say that in May. Now, if we look at the fixtures um, that are coming up, there are no easy matches, of course, in the yeah. in the Premier yeah. Division. I mean, and you and I have talked about that. We talked about that when you got promoted um, from the yeah. First Division. Yeah. Um, you've got Bradford. Uh, who I know you've already beaten, but they'll be looking um, for revenge. And you've got Will and Rovers as well coming up. Neither side will be easy. Bear in mind I live in Will in about 200 yards from the crane. That's not a fixed one at 40. <laughs> oh, right. Is, that, there's a little bit of, is there a little bit of needle there, then? Oh, never, never. No, I'm great friends with the chairman and the committee of Will and No needle whatsoever. But they are a class act, and I know what's coming. So I know we've got to be on a now just to give them a game. Now, never, ever any needle between Will and myself. Never has been, never will be. It's a great fixture for people to look at me and laugh, but it's, it's going to be hard work. Well, you keep the form that you've got going up, then um, you'll, you'll give them, a, you'll give them a, a hard time. But, I mean, they are a form that... They're up, they are a side that's in exceptionally good form at the moment. You've, you've already played against Plymouth Parkway and Westbury. Yeah. When, you, when, you, when yeah. you look at the class that Willen have got and you look at the undoubted class of uh, sides like Parkway and perhaps yeah. a slight um, surprise package in Westbury, um, who, yeah. who do you think is going to be battling it out at the top of the Premier Division this season? If Plymouth Parkway's players travel... They will win the league, as far as I understand. The Plymouth Parkway side we played against was like watching the old Tivern and Torn. I thought they were absolutely outstanding. Everything they did, how they prepared, how they played, they beat us 5-0, could have been 10. But obviously it's a lot of travelling for them. So I, I will make one in favourites to win the league. Um, just one final question, Clive. There's a little bit about... Okay. A little bit about you, in a way, I suppose, because you, you, you and I have spoken on a number of occasions, and I, I remember yeah. when you got promoted. You got promoted, of course, at, at Radstock, and we, we had a chat, yeah. and you made it clear that with the resources that you have at, at yeah. Wellington, it was life in the Premier Division was always going to be was always going to be difficult. And I, I got the impression that you know you 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 were going to have to dig deep yourself to keep on finding, um, um, uh, you know, the energy and enthusiasm to to, to take on that, that challenge. Wellington obviously, you know, competing with, with other sides with bigger budgets uh, and, yeah. and loftier ambitions, it is going to be difficult and you've mentioned how difficult your pre-season um, yeah. was, but you're still plugging away and if you don't mind me saying so, you're doing rather well. I, 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 we all have good and bad days. What's the point of moaning? I, I can moan every day, what's that going to do? You know, I, I've said to Wellington I want to be there all season, after ten games I was thinking they might sack me. You know, you, a manager has to challenge himself. It's, it's, it's a lonely place some days, but then you have results like you do on Saturday and everybody wants to buy you a drink. So you just try to level out the two. Don't get too high, then you won't get too low. And that's what I try to work to, really. Clive, thank you very much for your time. Can I go down my tea now? Now, our next um, match was a ground-hot fixture. It, it featured Clevedon Town. They were at home to Buckland. Buckland have had their um, troubles, it would be fair to say, I think, in, in recent weeks, but it was, a, it, was a, it, was a, it was a sure return to form in front of another large crowd. 213 saw this one. Yeah, indeed, and it had to come from behind to do it. only having uh, suffered one league defeat coming into this game, and they went ahead in the, in the 12th minute for Alex Camp, probably going with the form, but this one. Uh, but then Buckland, yeah, really impressive, managed to turn, it on, uh, turn the game on its head. 
level at the half hour thanks to Charlie Johansson uh, and then Ryan Bush firing in the head for the first time uh, and then just six minutes from time it was James Richards scored from pretty long range uh, to yeah to wrap up the 3-1 win and yeah help help Buckland move up the table a little bit but yeah Cleveton not, a, not an easy place to go so I think it's a really impressive result from a side who uh, admittedly been struggling in the first uh, month and a half of the season but yeah a good win, a good win for Buckland now, as far as the form book's concerned, um, our next fixture was probably the the form game of the uh, of the of the Premier Division on Saturday. Although not necessarily um, on paper, at least um, uh, the game that was likely to deliver the biggest upset. Although that is exactly how it did proceed. Westbury of Wiltshire travelled to the the seemingly unstoppable Plymouth Parkway, the irresistible force meeting the immovable object, and Westbury, of course, unbeaten this season in the league, and that's exactly how it stayed on Saturday. Yeah, quite incredible. This. I, I've not got the number to hand, but going back through last season, I think they're now unbeaten in something like 30-odd uh, league games. Uh, so quite, a, quite an incredible run of form they really are on. Uh, and, yeah, their latest win, uh, the, their eighth consecutive to start the season, um, uh, a 1-0 win away at Plymouth Parkway uh, and a goal midway through the second half from Callum Demk if he's really making a name for himself this season uh, he's among the top scorers uh, yeah and his, his solitary goal uh, handing Westbury a 1-0 win away at Plymouth Parkway and a good crowd we must say on a, for, a, for a 3 o'clock kickoff. And finally the game that was definitely very eye-catching equally as eye-catching as the one that we just talked about Will and Rovers they entertained Bitten of course we did talk about and Bitten right at the uh, at the top of the podcast, they suffered that midweek defeat in the Les Phillips Cup. I'm sure they would have wanted to have put that behind them, uh, but unfortunately, it wasn't the case. No, indeed. Uh, obviously, coming into this game, five wins from five in the league, uh, but yeah, suffering their first first defeat uh, of the campaign. Uh, a three-one uh, win for Willand in this one at Silver Street, uh, and it was Luke Mortimer scoring before half time, uh, and then Craig Duff and Brad Orsden. Uh, also on target for the home side, and yeah, they stay top. Uh, they've, they've played ten. Uh, they've played four more matches than Bitten, uh, ten points ahead of them. But yeah, quite a, an early season, uh, a big game this one, and yeah, big three points for Willand and a three-one win. Boss, we need some supplies for tomorrow. Oh, what's that? It's the helping hand from Toolstation. But it's uh... a hand. Yes, it's showing me around the Toolstation website. Nice. Yeah, I've selected paints, cables, sealant, and plumbing fittings. I can check up to the minute stock. Hit this button. Thanks, hand, and it's ready to collect in twenty minutes. So get the van. Come the hand. It can't reach the pedals. Fair enough. Click and collect. Another helping hand from Toolstation. Your best mate for the job. Plenty of um, plenty of really top of the table action, even at this early stage in the Premier Division. Um, now we'll have a look at matters in the uh, in the First Division, and plenty of goals um, to talk about. Six in total, as we start at Bishop Sutton, who took on Wincanton Town. Yeah, indeed, uh, a brilliant game this one. Um, uh, five goals in the final twenty odd minutes, uh, and yeah, the game uh, ending three all in the end. So Bishop Sutton. Uh, going ahead uh, in the first half through Josh Keane, but then Wincanton and specifically Toby Dalton Cole uh, absolutely came to life. Uh, two long range efforts and another uh, tap in, uh, gave him a hat trick in the space of just eight minutes. So, um, yeah, completely handing Wincanton control of the game uh, with about 15 minutes to go, but they were down to 10 men uh, whilst doing it, so it was obviously a, a pretty good performance from them to, to get 3 1 up. Uh, but then in the 83rd minute, uh, Sam Downs managed to, to get a goal back from Bishop Sutton. 
Uh, and then two minutes later, it was uh, Keane obviously scoring scoring earlier in the contest. Uh, he managed to get his second. And yeah, and uh, clawed back a, a three-all draw and that was outstage. So yeah, Bishop Sutton and uh, Wincanton playing out a six-goal thriller there. And now another six-goal thriller, this time between Chard Town and Wells City. Yeah, indeed. Uh, similar pattern to this one. So, uh, yeah, it was Wells, uh, the visitors who went ahead. Uh, Tom Clifford-Jones heading home. Uh, but then it was Chard who obviously had a pretty good start to the season. Uh, they scored three goals uh, in quick succession for Ollie Pearson, Matt Howell and Stephen Friend uh, to take control. Uh, but it was, yeah, Wells, two really, really late goals, uh, despite of having... Uh, Jack Spence lost to a red card. Uh, they managed to hit back and uh, yeah, grab a point. Clifford Jones scoring a second of the of the afternoon, and Reese Corner striking in stoppage time. And yeah, the second of our three all draws. A fantastic afternoon in the uh, in the first division. Not quite so many goals at Cheddar, but plenty of drama for the Cheese Men, who are still right up at the top of the first division. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Uh, yeah, definitely one to to keep an eye on. Uh, the, the, the scores coming in at about four forty five on uh, on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Cheddar. Uh, one nil down, uh, deep into deep into the game. Uh, but then Stephen Pennington striking twice uh, in the 90th minute, and then in stoppage time, uh, yeah, within the within the space of two minutes uh, to turn the game completely on its head and uh, yeah, give Cheddar the two and win. I think uh, yeah, Sherborne a, a little bit un, un hard done by, but uh, yeah, it's Cheddar who take away the three points and continue their strong start to the season. And then finally in the first division on Saturday the sixth, we're going to look at the game that kicked off um, the uh, the ground up. The early kickoff on the Saturday uh, was at Longwell Green Sports, and they took on league leaders Welton Rovers. Yeah, indeed, and uh, yeah, as you said, the, the top of the table side uh, made to work very hard in this one. Uh, Connor Britton uh, had fired Longwell Green ahead, uh, but then Lewis Hunt scoring for the the second consecutive Saturday, uh, volleying Rovers level. Uh, Longwell Green then uh, went ahead again. Courtney Charles, I think, I believe, used to play for the Welton Rovers. He, uh, yeah, handed Longwell Green the two-one lead, uh, but it was, uh, yeah, Welton Green Army managed to fight back. Uh, Aaron Sevier scoring twice uh, in the second half uh, to to extend their winning run to, to six matches, uh, and yeah, running out three-two winners. One other game we should mention saw Caution Town win three-nil at Portis Head. Goals from John Baisley and Lewis McCarran had given Caution control at the break, with 17-year-old Ben Selman then scoring his debut goal for the club less than a minute after entering the field of play to complete the scoring. Caution's fifth win of the season moved them into third place, two points off the top, so I thought now would be a good time to speak with Justin Flowers, who took over at Caution just before the start of the season. I started the interview by asking Justin about his footballing journey to the Caution dugout. Uh, I was going to run the caution reserves as I have for the last sort of five or six seasons as usual. Um, and then when Jamie Harrison um, had other um, opportunities to sort of take on, he there was a space, uh, you know, a vacancy to fill. So I thought maybe it was time to sort of take the opportunity and see if I could uh, handle it in the league above. And, you know, I've been fortunate enough to work under... Um, lots of different managers at Corsham and I felt I was ready to sort of uh, take the reins of, a, of, the, of the first team so went for the interview and um, yeah it went from there really and um, yeah it was all all happened quite quickly I think So you're, you're a product of the Corsham boot room um, you, you um, I mean you've made a very good start we're going to talk about that um, um, in a moment so obviously the club's sort of knowing the club as you do has obviously been a um, has obviously been an advantage for you. But um, let's talk about the game at the weekend. 3-0 uh, away to Portishead. You must be very pleased with that result. Uh, yeah, it was a great result. Um, obviously, they're, they're at the bottom of the league, so we were 
under a little bit of pressure to definitely get the result. We've had um, some really, really good results from the teams in and around us at the top of the league, and we've played um, quite a few teams in and around us, so we were just keen to make sure we could um, get a, get the result and the sort of performance we wanted from the teams lower, hoping that we can sort of sustain a good position in the league, really. So, yeah, we were really happy to get the three points and a clean sheet and another good performance to keep us going. Because you, you got off to a very good start at the beginning of the season in August, but things um, slowed down a little bit in terms of you picking up points in um, in in September. I mean, w- w- is that is that a fair is that a fair comment or you know? It, did... uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, it's, it's a bit ironic, really, because we've I think we've got better as the season's gone on, and I think in September we've probably had better performances than we did at the start of the season, even though they were still very good performances but we've just sort of been getting stronger and stronger and I think we've been a bit unlucky to not get a couple of extra wins but um, like I said we're playing some very good teams in and around us so uh, apart from I'd say the Sherbourne game where we lost 1-0 um, I don't think we really deserved a lot from that game but I think in in terms of performances in September it's been very good so um, like you said we um, haven't had as many wins but we're still happy with the way the team's progressing and how we're moving along nicely and you know, now after a couple of wins since then, um, back on track and two points off the top, so we're really happy where we are and we're just looking to maintain it and get stronger and stronger as the season goes on, really. Um, obviously, when you were going through the process of applying for the job, I suppose you, you, you must have been um, asked you know, what your aspirations for the side were, not just in uh, the short term but in the long term as well. I mean, do, do you have any targets for the team this season? Um, well, last season, obviously, the club finished uh, quite low, so we were definitely hopeful we could get, we'd just improve on last season. But to be honest, with the team we have and the squad of players we have, I, you know, we are aiming to be up there towards the end of the season. I appreciate that doesn't mean we will be um, or that we're favourites, but I do believe from what I've seen so far that we're in with a shout of um, being in and around it towards the end of the season. So, I know it's a cliche and you say each game as it comes, but that is true. And I do feel that, you know, this season and maybe next season we could be pushing for promotion. That's the aim for the club. So that's what we're hoping to do. Given how well you know the club and obviously your involvement with the reserves, have you looked to promote from within to try and strengthen the, the first team? Or have you, have, you, have, you, have you been able to bring in a few um, um, players from, from, from around the Western League? Uh, yes, yeah, so when we when I thought it was going to be uh, that I was definitely getting the job, my main sort of target was to get the players that have been in and around the club the last sort of couple of seasons who haven't all been at the club at the same time. I just wanted to get all the best players from the last sort of two or three years that have been there, you know, season upon season. I've known them where they've when they've helped out with the reserves and obviously me helping with the first team at times. So. I just thought it would be a good opportunity to get as many of them back as we could. Um, and we have had a couple of additions as well who haven't played before. Um, and obviously some of the lads from the reserves who have come up with me. So I wanted to have a blend of knowing all the same sort of players because obviously having um, a good atmosphere and a good bond is a big thing for me. So I wanted to make sure I knew all the people coming in. Um, and I was really very, very happy with who we did get in. Um, we pretty much got all the targets we wanted and a couple of players from other teams locally, but they also had played for Caution before. So 
yeah, we just wanted a blend of people who had, you know, played for Caution before and knew the values of the club and knew, you know, what we're about, really. That's what we aim to do, and we, and we did it. So we're really happy with the squad we've got. Well, they're certainly repaying that faith um, on the pitch. Um, some you know, good results and obviously, as you said, good position this season. Now, um, one result that was particularly eye-catching, not necessarily at the time, but certainly now, is your opening day victory away at Welton Rovers. They're, they're sitting on top of the division at the moment. Um, did they strike you as a side at the time that would be, uh, that would be up there or thereabouts? Um, they did, actually. They were, very, um, they were very good on the day. Um, they played a diamond... Uh, diamond system is sort of a four-four-two with the diamond in midfield and it was very hard to play against because you don't come across that very often um, but they did it very very well it took us the first half to sort of suss out what they were doing and to adapt to that even though we played three in the middle that day playing against four in the middle they, they knew exactly what they were doing and it was a um, it was a they were a very good side so on the day we knew it was a good um, a good a good three points we scored I think um great free kick um, from Dan King about 10 minutes from time and we knew at the time it'd be a good result I didn't know how good they would you know if they would carry it on but we knew at the time they were a very good side and we were very happy because we actually had three or four out that day for various reasons things like holidays and stuff like that so we didn't actually have our strongest team out that day so we were just sort of hoping to get a result you know with the players we had you know and we, and we managed to do it so we were really happy with that and yeah I think they'll be right up there towards the end of the season, I think. I mean, obviously, you've been involved with the club for a long time, so you'll be you'll be familiar with the, the, the Western League First Division. Which are the sides that you think will be um, fighting it uh, fighting it out at the top this season for promotion? Uh, it's, always, I mean, it's always tough to say. There's so many good sides. I mean, every team we've played um, have had their strengths. Um, you know, like we said, we're, we're happy with where we are because we've played a lot of the teams up there, but... Like I said, I think Welton and Cheddar are probably the two sides that stood out for me in terms of the teams we have played so far. Um, but you know, we're looking at results all over the place, and people are coming up now as the season, as people are sort of taking a stride. I think there's um, Bishop Sutton, Longwell Green, you know, Wells. They're all sort of coming into it, so it's hard to say. But we know, you know, we know there's a lot of good teams. We're just hoping we can be in the mound it ourselves. I think, but. In terms of who we've seen so far, I think Welton and Cheddar were the two sort of sides that we were. I was most impressed with that we played. I think. I mean, you've got Canesham coming up in a couple of weeks' time. That uh, that's away at their ground. That's going to be a test. But um, but before then, I suppose you can never really look much further forward than your next game. Your next game is against um, Bradstock. Um, they've been um, uh, in recent seasons. Um, they've been a very difficult team to beat. But but this season they're not going so well. But I, I imagine you still can't take them lightly. No, uh, you know, obviously, we, whenever we come up against sides, we look at their results, and sometimes we have people at the club. I'm lucky enough to have um, a management team where people will go and look at other games for us to see other teams. Um, we were actually going to go and look at them tonight. They had a game; uh, they were due to play Chippenham Park, but it ended up being cancelled. So we haven't actually seen them yet. But like you've seen a lot of their results. Um, they actually had uh, before the weekend. I was looking at the stats of. Um, attacking players and they had the two top goal scorers in the league so straight away that says that while they haven't been picking up all the results a lot of their games they've been losing by the odd goal and they've got two of the best goal scorers in the league so far this season so yeah we definitely a big test and you know it's uh it's a game we think we can definitely win but we're gonna have to be 
our best to do that. So, well, what, what, I mean, one final uh, question, just I mean, your 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 home attendances have been pretty um, have been pretty good this season. You, I mean, which is obviously um, you know really important for, for 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 you and the and the team. I mean, you've got a game coming up in the County Cup against Bradford Town, and I imagine that that will be one that really captures the supporters' imagination. You could get another bumper crowd for that one. Yeah, that's been something we're really happy with this season. Obviously, that was something the chairman and the club wanted to, um, you know, improve on every season. And I think, um, you know, it, it, it's all relevant. I think with the when the team are doing well and we're playing, we're trying to play an attacking, attacking way of football and hoping that um, people enjoy coming to watch us. Um, and when you mix that with um, the good performances, it is we think it is bringing in extra people. And yeah, the, the derbies are always good. We're lucky enough to have. A lot of derbies at um, Caution, you know, Devizes, um, Cowan, Chippenham. So those, they always bring bigger gates. So, yeah, we expect um, Bradford Games to be another good one for us. Justin, thank you very much for taking the time to speak to the podcast. Good luck for the rest of the season, and we look forward to catching up with you um, uh, later in the campaign. Now, on Sunday, the 7th of October, there was one Premier Division game between Bridgewater Town and Bridport. That was a... Uh, obviously a groundhog game 371 the biggest crowd of the of the weekend saw that and they saw Bridgewater winning by one goal to nil there and in the first division Bristol Telephones took on near rivals Canesham Town 310 at this one Tom and it was a close affair wasn't it? Yeah it was uh, Canesham obviously uh, pretty similar to Buckland in the in the Premier uh, probably were expected to, to do a little better over the first sort of 10 or so games uh, but yeah finally coming out uh, with, a, with a good bit of form, uh, a 2-1 win away at Bristol Telephones, and it was Cameron Shawnee scoring two goals, uh, really well taken goals in the first half. Uh, seeing a little bit of him playing, yeah, pretty, pretty decent little player. Uh, put them, put them two goals ahead. Uh, Darnie Goldie managed to, to cut the deficit during the second half, uh, but uh, yeah, it was Cainton managed to hold on, and yeah, shoot up the table. Now up into into seventh, looking much more sort of where we expected them to sort of be, up and around the. Uh, the Top spot, so yeah, a good win for Kenshin to, to, to round out the uh, Grand Hot weekend. Would you say that Kenshin were, were ones to watch now? Do you think this is the time when they're going to start making their move? Well, I mean, if they're going to look ahead, look up the table, and see that clubs ahead of them, uh, they're definitely in catch. No one's pulled away at all, so uh, yeah, I think I would probably probably say they've maybe seen the worst of their form, and yeah, if they do turn it around uh, in the build up to sort of the Christmas period, they could uh, yeah, be looking at a more fruitful season going forward, I would have thought. Right then, well, we'll have a look at the up-and-coming fixtures. And there is a bit of action on um, Tuesday the 9th when um, Chippenham take on Radstock Town uh, in the First Division. Plenty of um, County Cup matches as well in the week, but the uh, the real action is all about Saturday the 13th of October and the FA Vars first round. Still plenty of our sides involved in all of this action. Only one all-Western League um, tie, so... We have one team guaranteed um, to go through, but I'm sure that, um, well, I'm sure all of the listeners will want as many of our clubs to progress in this competition as, uh, as possible. And Tom, can you, uh, would you like to take us through the runners and the riders? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so we start with Plymouth Parkway, uh, coming off the, the back of a defeat, unfortunately, on the weekend. Uh, but they travel, they take on AFC St. Allstall. Uh, we've got Bitten, obviously doing really well, and I've uh, had a cut run early earlier in the season already, so they travelled to take on Almondsbury, who we know quite well from their, their time in, in, in the Western Leagues. Uh, we've got Bridcourt hosting Falmouth. Uh, Cribs travelled to take on Brunscombe and Frupp. 
Uh, we've got Cadbury Heath hosting Sidmouth. Cheddar take on Tottenham Elling. Uh, we've got Longwell Green Sports versus Brockenhurst. Uh, the the, the all-Western League tie you mentioned, uh, we've got Odd Down versus Willand, a Premier Division clash. Uh, so those two teams will know each other well. Uh, we then got Roman Glass and George against Malmesbury Victoria, another club obviously we're well aware of. Uh, and then Saltash United, finally, they host Westbury, and I believe those two sides met earlier in the season uh, in another cup competition. So, uh, yeah, uh, renewing uh, their, class, their, uh, their earlier season uh, meeting. So, yeah, Westbury on, on, on the, on the, uh, on the trip to take on Saltash. Uh, any of those uh, any of those ties really um, um, tickle your fancy, Tom? Anything there to really get the the blood going? <laughs> I think uh, yeah, Willand obviously doing well this season, travelling to take on Odd Down, as they know each other well. Uh, but yeah, I fancy some of our sides, uh, some of the away sides especially, obviously doing really well uh, towards the top of the Premier Division. We've got Plymouth Parkway, uh, Bitten, Westbury all on their travel this weekend. But uh, yeah, I fancy they can uh, pull in some results and hopefully progress to the uh, the second round. Yes, um, Westbury had a very good result against Saltash in the FA Cup, and so um, I'm sure. Well, Saltash, I'm sure, not particularly on their home ground, will be looking for um, revenge, uh, and it will be interesting to see just how well Westbury can keep this run of form going, and um, uh, you know whether or not they're going to focus on the league or whether actually a you know a foray in the cups is going to be of interest to them. I know when I spoke to um, Kerry Miller. Um, a week or so ago, he talked about Plymouth Parkway's clash with AFC St Austell um, being uh, a really mouth-watering tie. I think there's a couple of sort of um, uh, real West Country affairs, you know, Bridport as well, taking on Falmouth Town. Um, so the competition is certainly starting to, um, um, to you know, to, we're getting a lot of interest now in some of these clashes. And of course, the deeper that we go into the Vars, the more likely that there is that we will not only will the travelling distance become greater, but also the quality of the opposition um, could throw up some real mouth-watering ties. So we'll we'll keep you abreast of that. And perhaps um, when things thin down a bit, we'll get we'll get carry on again to give the listeners a bit more of an in-depth preview into um, into into our sides and their opponents in the uh, in this competition. Um, there is uh, Premier Division and First Division action as well on Saturday. And uh, are there any matches um, that have uh, tickled your fancy in the Western League? Yeah, I think the, the main one uh, that caught my eye was uh, Shepton Mallet hosting Bridgewater. So obviously Bridgewater uh, one of the top sides, not in uh, cup action on the weekend. So they'll see it as an opportunity to maybe catch up with, uh, with some of those sides just ahead of them in the table but um, yeah and obviously in good form uh, returning to returning to winning ways at the weekend and Shepton Mallet an interesting one um, lost quite a lot of their home games but the last two matches wins away at Bradford and Hallen in the league uh, a bit of confidence scoring a fair few goals so um, yeah potentially uh, a team that um, belie their, their league league table position somewhat and uh, yeah might be a, a tough test uh, for Bridgewater so I think that one is probably the one that uh, yeah, caught my eye most well, I've got a. Uh, I think that. Um, I mean, it's hard to look past that one, um, Tom, because I think Shepton are. Um, they've had a bit of a blip, um, as we heard on the podcast um, last week. But I think that they are coming good. So I think that that yeah. will be a fascinating cl- clash. Also, Wellington. They're a coming side, and um, they've got up to eighth in the in the Premier Division. They've had a very good run of results in the last month or so. Uh, Bradford Town, there's a lot of upheaval going on at Bradford. We know about, obviously, they started the season with a new manager. I think that um, um, there's been another managerial change um, there as well. Um, so, um, yeah, so a lot of upheaval. What sort of Brad- um, Bradford still on paper got some incredibly talented footballers, and I'm sure that that will be 
uh, an intriguing an intriguing clash. Now, um, thank you for your time as always, Tom. Um, I, I, I'm, we're going through your bulletin. That is, of course, on the Western League website. Yeah, indeed, um, in the usual spot. So I think it's on the yeah, it's on the home page, and then also there's a tab on the top where you can click on and, and see them all and download them from, from this season. Excellent stuff. And did you write your column for the non-league paper? Yeah, I tried to get in as much of the uh, the ground hop stuff as possible. So that's in the step five and six section of the non-league paper. Excellent stuff. Thank you very much indeed for your time. Um, also, for those of you who are listening to this because you had an interest in the um, in the ground hop. Um, when we spoke to Kerry Miller on last week's podcast, he did. Uh, he was he was going to be well. He Kerry was present at every match over the ground hop, and he was going to do reports, which I'm sure will be um, coming to you on the Tool Station Western League website um, shortly. That is, of course, toolstationleague.com. Um, but from well, from Tom and myself, we look forward to catching up with you next week on another edition of the Tool Station Western League podcast.